I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Interesting day today. I went to get my driver's license renewed. When you do that, they take your picture. My picture didn't do me justice. It, it looks like me. At least my teeth aren't wrinkled. Anyway, they make you sign your name in the process. And they printed my grown-up name on the license, Richard Summer. But I signed it with my real name, Dick Summer. You see, I think like most people, I have several names. Mr. Richard Summer is the name I use with the IRS and the people at the driver's license place and the mortgage people, you know, people like that. Richard is the name Sister Mary Attila used to call me in grammar school. Richard, what are you doing? (laughs) I didn't know. I was in grammar school. What am I supposed to say? Richard is also what my lady wonder wench calls me when she's upset with me. Richard, don't do that. But Dick is what my friends call me. And I think that's the name that fits me best. When you stand back and take a, an objective look at it, that's probably because in today's politically correct world, the word Dick gets you a little attention. And I like attention. And of course, I also have my kid name. Mr. Summer is way out of line as far as a name for me is concerned. As you probably have figured out by now, I am a maturity-challenged individual. I I have always taken to heart the words of Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation. Big Louie says, quote, the more seriously you take yourself, the funnier you look, end quote. Some do that. So I think of myself as, as Dick, and that's how I usually sign my name. The word Dick is short, it's to the point, and it gets attention. My kid name is Dickie. I was Dickie when I was a kid because my father's name was also Dick, and mom and dad still called me Dickie when I became a grandfather. My brothers and a couple of my cousins still call me Dickie sometimes when they're trying to give me a hard time. But to be honest, I get a kick out of that because I liked being a kid. When I had kids of my own, I liked kidding around with my kids. I like kid things, like peeling the paper off crayons because they feel nicer like that. Smell good, too. I like pushing a straw through a very thick chocolate milkshake. And I really loved building a snow fort. The way we built them in the holy city of Brooklyn was when the snowplow would come down the block, it would push this big pile of snow over to the curb. So we'd get up there and just dig down in the middle of the snow pile, made a very strong snow fort. And when the guys from the other side of the street would come along and slam into it with with their sleds, it, it wouldn't fall down like the kind of snow fort that where you make like little blocks of snow. They, those would come down. Our snow forts never came down. And when the kid come over there and slam the sled into your snow fort, you always had a big handful of snow there that you put right down the back of his neck. <laughs> oh, and I always loved the smell of flowers drifting through a screen in an August thunderstorm. 
and sliding back and forth in the bathtub to mix the, the water that was always too hot in the front with the, with the cooler water in the back, you know, make it more comfortable. And tinker toys and erector sets and popcorn at a ball game and, and stickball and, and, and kick the can. I had a great kidhood. And I really loved the 60s, too. For no particular reason, I guess. I just made up this little ditty about them, and I remember it. It went something like this. It was the Beatles and the Stones, JFK, Bobby, and Teddy. It was miniskirts and ice cream cones, Louie Louie and Going Steady. And just in time, we went zoom and landed on the moon. 60s. I think miniskirts were one of the best things that happened in the 60s. Miniskirts were short, to the point, and they sure got your attention. Like the name Dick. But the nicest skirt that I ever saw in the 60s was this pleated wool plaid skirt that my lady wonder wench wore when I first met her. Be truthful, maybe it wasn't actually the skirt that got my attention. <laughs> and I liked it even more when she wore those spaghetti straps, too. That was an unbelievable sight. And as I have become more and more determined to have a disorderly, vigorous, and disreputable old age, I have become convinced that it's important to believe in and enjoy the things that most people call unbelievable. Now, the forces for good in the community will huff and puff and call that kind of thinking sexist. And I agree. But I hereby give those folks the words of Big Louie, his own bad self, who always says, quote, If the Lord hadn't meant for us to be sexist, how come he gave us sex? Huh? Answer that. I guess that's the, the dicky in me, the, the kid coming out. Richard the grown-up knows that real love is made of mortgage payments as well as moonlight. It's made of sweat as well as smiles and songs and... It's made of rough times as well as romance. It's all true. But here's something else that's true. There was some kind of explosion that happened in Richard's life when he let Dickie start believing in the unbelievable. Dick's details. A bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant stuff to stuff in one ear. So you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. In Japan, when a man reaches the age of 60, he is considered free of the responsibility of being an adult. Wow! In America, until a man reaches the age of 60, Guys want nothing to do with being an adult. Even at that point, it's a little, it's a tough, it's a tough call. This year, one ton of concrete will be poured for every person on earth. And I guess that means the Sopranos have big goals for this year. The Arabic word for coffee means excitement. Those people live quiet, boring, sheltered lives. Dick's Details. They take your mind off your mind. 
Another great email from Pastor Mike came in this week, which reminds me, my email address is dick at dicksummer.com in case you'd like to drop me a note. Pastor Mike says, quote, it's funny how kids think us Louis Louis generation folks aren't into sex. Many's the teen who comes across his parents in a compromising position and is stunned. Yeah, that's true. And I think boys have a harder time than girls with that. Excuse the obvious pun. But girls are better at coming to grips with Louis Louis lust. I think that's because girls are in many ways more practical than we are. Girls and women have to grow up because guys very seldom do. Practicality, though, can be good and bad. Practicality got us to the moon, but it was the believing in the dream that most people said was unbelievable is what got the practicality going. So Dickie is kind of inclined to say practical schmactical. Practical very often sucks. There's a story in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD about a guy who was so practical that he couldn't find the time for the unbelievable that was going on in his life. It's called The Prince of Fantasy. Once upon a time there was a sometimes land where the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue and hearts were warm and smiles were tender and friends were always true. It was Prince Fantasy's land, a magic place, where you could go to close your eyes and watch for your name and lights, and listen for the crowd as it cheers you on, and feel and smell the hot breath of someone beautiful on your naked skin. You could taste soft, wet lips all night long. Long live Prince Fantasy. Blessings on his lovely land. I met you in his castle in the park. I was just passing through. I thought. Your hair was long and soft dark brown then, and you walked with a high-heeled, head-tossing, easy-smiling self-confidence. You had your own apartment, your first new car, and a good start on a promising career, and a doll that you'd had since you were just a little girl. You let me touch the tender, empty place inside you that needed to be filled. You sucked my kisses in and nursed away my needs and the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue and our hearts were warm and our smiles were tender and we promised that would be true I didn't expect to meet you there I thought I was just passing through I really didn't have time for love I was hard at work selling chunks of my heart and fragments of my dreams and the last few ounces of my self-respect to ladies' success. It was just one lovely summer and one amazing early autumn long ago. It shouldn't matter anymore. Your long, dark brown hair would have silver streaks now. Do you still need your doll? Has your apartment become a house on the hill full of love and warmth and truth? Or did you and I make the same mistake? Did you lose half your heart because you were afraid to give it all away? 
Do you still have an empty place inside that needs to be filled? It took me all this time to find out that I do. It's a place full of loneliness and joy and magic and fear. And I can feel them all every time I wonder if you still go for walks in Prince Fantasy's Magic Park with your high heels and your easy smile, your little girl doll, tossing your soft silver streaked hair. Or has it been too late too long since we were Fantasy's children, closing our eyes and watching our names and lights, listening for the cheers, feeling hot breath on our lovely naked skin and tasting soft, wet lips all night long. Would you care that I finally learned that the fantasy was real? When the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were bright yellow and blue and our hearts were warm and our smiles were tender. And now I know the magic was always you. you have to see to believe and other magic you have to believe before you can see it that's called the prince of fantasy it's from the bedtime stories personal audio cd if you like it you can just keep this podcast or if you want a fresh copy just go back to dicksummer.com download it from the bedtime stories icon Hey, look, there's just no question that a Louis-Louis generation gentleman like me needs to keep that little kid inside under a certain amount of control. As a matter of fact, in my case, it would probably be best to disguise little Dickie in a wig, fake nose, and sunglasses, and try to get him into the federal problem kid relocation program. Little Dickie's forever going around the tables at uh, the, at the diner and turning those Heinz ketchup bottles upside down because he thinks that that's one of the great ideas of the new century. Have you seen those bottles? They have this big, round, pouring spout. And you can store them upside down so you don't have to pound the bottom to get that last bit out. Brilliant! Not quite as brilliant as a miniskirt, but brilliant. Leave little Dickie alone and he'd be inclined to buy a can of whipped cream and go home and squirt it into his mouth until it comes out his nose. I can put on a pair of cufflinks and strap on my three-piece and put that confident smile on my game face and go to a business lunch to answer a client's objection to my latest commercial. I can even answer when the licensed guy calls me Richard. But I can't fake it like that for too long. Because... Even after all of this time, I still don't have complete control over when little Dickie's just going to pop up and laugh out loud. Okay, 
Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.